SMQB's episode 125, 74, 75 more episodes for another tattoo. Uh, right, guys? Let's go. Right. Right. All right. Let's get this thing going. You got one number from the week past or the week looking forward. House from Philly. What do you got? Numero uno. Number one, Jalen Hurts will be the number one selling jersey in the NFL this week with the number one throwback jersey of all time. Kelly Green, number one, your number one football team coming up this year. Vomit. That's uh, the Rooster. Vomit. Rooster from Richmond. 445. That's the number of feet that Aaron Judge jacked one out the other day against the Orioles. <laughs> Was that nice his first home loss. run back from the injured list? <laughs> All right. Milk, down in Tampa, what's your number? Uh, four. That's how many interceptions that Baker Mayfield has thrown <laughs> in his first five practices. <laughs> That's where I fucking am right now. And the picture behind me tells it. Tells oh. <laughs> Hope from Dallas. What do you got? Seven, the number of strokes that the newest phenom on the PGA Tour, Roll Tide from Alabama, won yesterday at the 3M in his first professional win. Oh. Seven strokes. <laughs> Alabama wow. golf now. This is amazing. Who, who was that? Lee Hodges. Okay. From Huntsville, Alabama. All right. Oh. I get, this is Bison. I'm in D.C. And I've got actually, I've given you two numbers. Four. That's the number of grid spots Max has won from this year. And nine is the number of grid spots he's won in his career, winning from the pole from spot twos, three, four, six, seven, nine, ten, and fourteen. I think he should start from the pit and just see sounds, if he can win from the pit. That'd be awesome. Sounds like it. All right, guys. We uh we talked about superstitions. Uh, in sports last week on, on episode 124 and definitely, definitely got some feedback, uh, including one Tad Thomas, who said to me that as he was listening, these guys just don't understand the baseball gods are different. Uh, I couldn't agree more, but house, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts after the week? What did you hear? Where are we? What do we got? I mean, Tad is right. So I, 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 I was feeling a little bit bad about myself, about believing in all this hocus pocus stuff. And and I decided to try it on for size. So yesterday. Trusted it. Yeah, I trusted it. I'm like, I I think Rooster's on to something here. God can't be for everybody at the same time. So, you know, Christopher Sanchez goes out on the mound for the Phils yesterday. By the way, he's the lowest ERA and the lowest whip of any pitcher since June 17th in baseball. And he comes out and throws five no-hit innings. And I'm thinking, this is great. This is great, but I'm not going to do any of this hocus-pocus Tad Thomas, Chris Nay stuff. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to text you guys and say, guess what? Christopher Sanchez has a no-hitter going. And sure enough, sixth inning. 
of course, they switch pitchers, but the Phillies lose their no-hitter on the very first batter. Well, I'm back. This superstition shit. I, I don't. Why would you think that would do? That wouldn't have been a no-hitter even if he when did. you Wouldn't house, have been a no-no, period. House, when you when they switched hitters that, or pitchers, what did you text us? Because you really went all in here. You said, do we believe that multiple pitchers combining for a no-hitter is a no-hitter? Yeah, well, I if did you were expecting. I just, just to, yeah, I just wanted to know. I said I was willing to say it out loud. Yeah, and you'll never do that again, will you? Ever, because superstition is real. We had a couple of mailboxes. Zeke uh, reminded me that twice before Philadelphia sports teams games, I made the mistake once of going to the St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans, and I. Uh, that's not really my religious persuasion. And so Zeke was thinking, maybe you shouldn't go in there and try to say a prayer for one of your sports teams. So I went in before the Eagle Saints game and, uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey were driving down at the end of the game and he hasn't dropped a pass the whole postseason and it goes off his hands, intercepted. We lose in the playoffs. And I'm like, well, that's hocus pocus. That's ridiculous. I go back, try it one more time before a Sixers playoff game. You know, I don't even want to talk about that, but we lost that too. You superstition is real. I didn't belong making those prayers in that. Trip. No, that's true. That's so you're true. saying two unanswered prayers equals affirmation. No, that- he's saying that because he <laughs> went into a Catholic church, right? Yeah, a Philadelphia sports team playing halfway across the country messed up. Exactly. Okay. Yes, and so- and because he said no hitter out loud, his team lost a no hitter. Listen, I've been thinking Nobody about says this a no lot. Hitter after the fifth inning ever. Yeah, I've been I thinking mean, about this a lot since a last week. And I just have to say, if you put this in the context of, say, the NFL, where you've got these scouts who are going all over training camp, you know, camps, they're watching films, they're sleeping in shitty hotels. You've got head coaches and 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 position coaches working until 4 a.m. You got players training year round showing up in great shape and i just think it's disrespectful to these professionals that you got some guys sitting around saying oh you know i i wore the wrong shirt to watch oh, the wait game. a minute wait wait a minute and wait that's a minute. why they won or lost I'll, that's such I'll, bullshit i'll huh? bet you it wait is a minute. such rooster bullshit. oh rooster. i switched positions i had my Those... legs crossed to the right and then i crossed them to the left and therefore we lost oh my god rooster you know better than this you know that those guys believe in those superstitions more than anybody on here Absolutely. you know that in a dugout if there's a rally cap on and somebody doesn't have the first guy is going to say is put your fucking rally cap on. They don't on. believe, the they don't the believe that Joe fan sitting around, you know, eating Doritos, watching the game. It has any effect on the outcome of their game. Okay. No, well, next time you see the entire dugout wearing a rally cap, you tell me that they're, well, they're not participatory. Doing that. They're this having fun. They're just, they're just, they're just banding together and showing team spirit it's not they don't think they're going to get run over by a bus afterwards because they didn't have their rally cap on correctly i'd I'd like to test this um why don't you say right now live on air that the yankees and say it confidently are going to absolutely kill the rays tonight 
just go ahead and say that, and then we'll see what happens. I'll say that every day, even if I don't believe it, because I don't think it had my, what I say has any effect on the outcome of the so Yankees the, killing the 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 Rays. Which you know, the Rays are. We all know the Rays are in a death spiral uh, right now. Just to anyway. be clear, the the Yankees are going to kill the Rays tonight. No, Is we have Herman starting. We're going. Right, We're, our starting pitcher is has is is Domingo Herman, who's got like a fifteen ERA in the last several games. But but nonetheless, I'll Wait, say, so, so, so you know. Let's go ahead and say it. Damn it! We're going to kill the Rays. The Rays are going to finish in third place or fourth in the in the East. You know, were it not for superstition. The Yankees probably would have never gotten most of their championships. Right. It was the curse, the of, curse the of the Bambino. Bambino. <laughs> Recognize it. It just takes a lot of balls for a Yankees fan to say there's no Absolutely. Such thing as superstition. I mean, really. I'm not saying there's so not there. any such thing. Sure, people are superstitious. I'm just saying it's stupid to be superstitious. Does the guy who's benefited from the the curse of the Bambino ridiculous? House, did you get any other mailbox items? Any anything else? Yeah, I was also reminded some of this. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the college baseball players when there's two balls, two strikes, two outs, deuces wild. They have a whole ritual. Whole whole the, the entire team will like turn their cap upside down and they bring it up to their head and then they turn it right right when the pitcher throws it. You'll see a lot of college baseball teams do the whole deuces wild thing. It's real. Superstition is real. It works. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm it with does you. not work. Just don't just don't fuck with the baseball gods. I'll I'll leave it at that. It's real, so. but it's irrelevant. Oh, yeah. That's a straddler. Right. Okay. No, I mean I'm, it's real. People believe it. But it's right. not relevant because it's right. it's not real. That's right. America's Sorry, team. when I when when House says something like that yesterday, and then the fucking pirates hit a walk off. Come on, come on, exactly. That's that's pretty bad. Real, it's real. It's relevant. All right, let's 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 stick, stick with baseball for a minute because we are on the eve of the trade deadline uh, in baseball. We've had one uh, mega star move. I know House uh, doesn't really agree, but the so far the big trade is is Scherzer going to the Texans uh, or the Rangers. Sorry, going to Texas to the Rangers. Um, so that's I, I mean Pope. First of all, that's one of your many teams. How do you feel about it? House House doesn't think very highly of of this. He 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 doesn't think that the Rangers got a good deal. I mean, I, I haven't heard your opinion yet. I just think Scherzer really these days is in name mostly. I don't think he's the pitcher anywhere near the one that he once was. He got shelled his last playoff outing that he pitched. And he's over. I think he's pitching with an over 4.0 ERA this year. And I guess we don't know how good this Acuna brother kid is. That'll, that'll decide the value he's ranked of the trade. In the, below the top 50. Like he's within the yeah. top 50 prospects. He's, but he he wasn't necessarily going anywhere. I mean, I, I think the Rangers look at it that they gave up not much for uh, more of uh, uh, maybe a hope uh, that Scherzer can return to his form or close to his form. I mean, here here's the problem the Rangers have. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Eovaldi went on the DL yesterday with the dreaded forearm tightness. Now, Oof. they say that it's not you know, pre Tommy John, but I mean, they say that about a lot of people he's, he's already had two Tommy yep. Johns. Yep. So 
he's not that far away from a third and three strikes, you're out in the major leagues. So they can't count on Eovaldi. They've got Haney, they've got Dunning, they got Graham Martinez, and they're, you know, they're just, they're struggling right now. Uh, and so bringing Scherzer in gives them the the insurance policy that if they make the playoffs, or they'll make the playoffs, but, you know, whether they wild card or divisions up and up for question now, that they have somebody with experience. Now, granted, he did get shelled in the wild card game last year, and it's possible that he is, um, lost lost definitely uh you know an edge that he's had but and he's and he's older but he's still he's still you know i kind of i can't remember how do you remember how old was cliff lee when the rangers picked him up in 2010 had to have been around early 30s yeah 33 34 probably yeah right so you know um, what is scherzer cliff lee i think he's 36 okay i think DeGrom's like 35. I mean, th- those guys are all in their mid-30s. Uh, Scherzer is 39. 39. Oh, he's okay. 39. He's got a oh. 4.01 ERA right now. Yep. His war is only 0.8 for the season. So that means he's not even one giving you one game over the season better than a replacement pitcher. But I agree. The, I mean, if you... And by the way, and I'm sorry, just let me finish this. In his last seven games, he's got a, he's three and two with a three point nine eight ERA. In his last fifteen, he's seven and three with a four point oh eight ERA. So you can't really say that that he started slowly and has brought his ERA down. I guess I guess he you know he's I guess his four point oh one is pretty much you know where he's been the last fifteen games or so. I, so I think he's thirty nine. Would would take a Max Scherzer with a four point four point ERA. And assume you know that they're they're off. The Rangers' offense had been until this last slump, you know, with Seager on DL and he- and Heim potentially out for the. Year. I mean, they they've been the best offense in the major leagues as far as runs run production. So I mean, the the Rangers are going all in, uh, getting Scherzer. Well, the hell, the Mets are paying for the majority of of his salary this year. Hundred eighteen million dollar investment by the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and getting and getting Scherzer to sign on for next year, that was the deal. Well, uh, that's you know, I think that's that's the bigger story here. I mean, look, Scherzer for you, I, I mean, he's a bulldog, right? And and if you had to take a guy with a 4.0 ERA and and hope that he could find, you know, some some magic in the postseason, Scherzer's as good a guy as any. Uh, by the way, probably as good as a guy as, as Verlander, who will be moved soon too from the Mets. Yeah. But these are veteran guys who throw hard, who are bulldogs out there. And, and Scherzer will give up a jack at the beginning of a, of a postseason game because he's so amped up, and then he won't give up another run for six innings. So, you know, it, I think it's probably worth worth the risk. And, and you know, if you, get, if you get two good starts out of him in the postseason, it might be worth it, right? Just as long as you're not expecting him to be a number one uh, like he was when the, when the Nats traded him to the Dodgers. Um, but I think the bigger story here is really the Mets throwing in the towel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the towel the for Mets. a while, the towel for a while, yeah. not like just this year. I mean, the, the Mets, right. no, they're, they're having to totally, uh, rebuild, rebuild. Yep. Yeah. I, I like the other move more, uh, the Rangers made I, Jordan I like, Montgomery. Yeah. I like the Montgomery move more. And he's, yeah. if you look at his last 10 games, he is definitely on the upswing. I, he's, someone he's please got, explain to me why the Yankees got rid of him in the first place. 
He's right. got three point two four ERA. Abundance of good starting pitchers. He's that was not, last year. Not right? getting any run yeah. support. Yeah, and then he rolled rolled off five straight wins for the Cardinals right after the trade. And the Rangers didn't give up much. I mean, from my perspective, I think the Rangers didn't give up the future to get these two pitchers and also got a reliever, Chris Stratton. So um, I, I think they might still not be done yet. So I don't know. Stay tuned. There might be a little bit more left until tomorrow. The, so the Mets uh, have two other. So I think the Mets are at least going to move Verlander probably to the Dodgers. And then they've got Mark Kanya and Tommy Pham both who are likely to move maybe even one or both of them to the fills, but there are other teams that are vying for them as well. I, the Mets have completely thrown in the towel, which is, which is a pretty big story. Uh, but I, I think there's still moves to be made. I, I really did think, and I don't understand what the angels did here. Uh, I, I don't getting nothing for Otani. I think they're going to come to regret that. I think they're going to lose him after the season. I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs. I know they made other moves, but I, I really thought Otani was going to move. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be other big moves. Um, there was talk that Cody Bellinger was going to move, but the Cubs have gotten hot all of a sudden, and so they're not going to move Bellinger. So I don't know what big names are left, but I, I do think there will be some moves in the next 24 hours before it ends. Yeah, and, and the by Angels... the way, look at look at Verlander to the Orioles. By the way, that's that's not out of the realm. Ooh, that's interesting. I mean, back back to Otani really quick. I mean, what 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 happened there? Did they just not get the offer? I mean, I, I just don't know if people were willing to give up what they wanted. You know, in terms I don't, I don't of... think that GM was willing to be the guy who traded the best pl- player in history. Just didn't have the guts to do it. That's a even good though point. I agree with House, he should have because they're they're going to lose him and get nothing. And they're they're long shots to make the playoffs. Oh yeah. yeah. They're not making the playoffs. I mean, they're four, so, they're four back from wild card. Got the Yankees and the Red Sox in between them. But some of the uh, some of the the best prospects or trade chips right now are from the Nats. By the way, again, mm-hmm. I mean we we've yeah. got two really good ones uh, in Candelario and uh, and Lane Thomas. Uh, Thomas is the interesting one because he's twenty eight and the team has two years control. Uh, and he's been probably the best offensive player on the team this year. Uh, they they could be pretty picky with with trading him, but uh, he's a nice nice piece. And Candelario is definitely going to go. Uh, when you look at that, you think, "Wow, what a smart signing by by Rizzo, who brought him in." And literally, you know, that was it. He's he's here on a one year deal, and they're going to turn him into something, so something in the minors. Wait, um, nope the Rays got a pitcher. Absolutely. Who did the Rays the, get? The the Guardians. Aaron's what is Savali? Or, yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's actually been playing really well. Like I think over his last ten starts, he's got like a two two something ERA. Yeah, two point five and two ERA. You were screaming for a pitcher. You got one. I I'm I'm very happy. And we didn't. We gave up a you know a infielder. I mean, he's good. He's one of our big prospects, but I didn't think it was that big. I'm very pleased. We needed. We desperately needed another starting pitcher. We got do, it. Do we get a a massive blockbuster? Like, does Soto get traded? Does uh does it doesn't look like Arenado's going anywhere? I mean, do we see something 
massive happen in the next 24 hours? Or do we just see a lot of a lot well, of action of smaller pieces? I think there's going to be a lot of smaller pieces go. Shuffling the deck know. chairs on their own Titanics, but nothing major. Yeah. I thought there was going to be one, but maybe not. It's going to really have to be hot in the last 24 hours. I, I, I thought one of those Padres guys would go. I thought one of the Angels guys would go, but I don't even know what the philosophy is for the Padres and the Angels right now. Hold on to these guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on uh, on the trade deadline? 24 time, hours. Time to talk a little football. Woohoo. There were approximately 10,000 people at Commander's training camp yesterday. Just to wow. follow up on the sale and the, and the, uh, I don't think they had, I don't think they had a thousand people total all training camp last year. Uh, go out to Ashburn, Virginia, um, for the camp. And there was about 10,000 people there. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, on Saturday. And by the way, it was a hundred degrees, uh, in the DC area on Saturday. So that was 10,000 people who were just out there sweating their nuts off. Yep. Um, so, uh, but Hey, how's the Pope Rooster milk? What do you guys got? Anything on, on NFL? Some weird shit going on, isn't there? Was Who's Sam Howell still the quarterback, by the way? I'm just curious. Yeah, Sam Howell. How is he? Is he? He's a rookie. Nothing's changed in oh, terms of the play. Well, he's right? second year, but he played one game last year. I just want to make sure that Sam Howell, I guess I shouldn't be talking shit. And yeah, you should not be talking shit. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's, let's not. I, look, I, I, this isn't going to be about the commanders, but we did that last week. But in in the sale, everybody forgot one thing that Eric Bieniemy came in as the offensive coordinator. Um, so so that's you know keep an eye on that. Anyway, there's there's weirder shit happening though than Sam Howell playing quarterback. So there's two very very unlikable people on either side of a little sports soap opera. Uh, it's it's hard to decide who I'd less rather have over for dinner between <laughs> Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers. But uh, whose side are you guys on? Well, teed up. Oh, what's what's the, the issue? Yeah, what's the tell, tell the listener the issue? I think all of us last year roasted the hell out of Nathaniel Hackett and right. the job that he did as coach of the Broncos, which really did seem like it was one of the worst coaching jobs of all time. So Sean Payton gives an interview. He holds nothing back, and he says, uh, Nathaniel Hackett did one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history last year, and the Jets are in for more of the same. And the Jets were stupid for hiring him, is what he said. Now the offensive coordinator of the Jets. And then after people started giving Peyton some heat, all he really said was, oops, I thought I was still in the Fox announcers booth. He didn't really say sorry. He just basically said, oops, I should have switched over to my coaching hat. And then Aaron Rodgers came to the damsel on the track and said, like, oh, no, you can't say that about Nathaniel Hackett. He's so fun at practice, and he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. And Sean Payton is an insecure man who needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. Well, I think what Sean Payton said was truthful, but he should never have said it. You don't do that. Yeah, I mean, you don't go bashing your fellow coaches. For and really, really, what's his motivation for doing that? Because he's maybe he's there now and he sees that Russell Wilson does suck, and now he wants to, you know, have a soft landing in case his his year isn't so great. I don't know, but uh, he, I just think Sean Payton was way off base doing that. And then and then 
like trying to torpedo the guy's career at his next team by by saying the Jets were stupid for hiring him. Well, and what what was Roger? What did Rogers say? He he, he basically he was said insecure. He insecure said he was man. insecure for having to do, for yeah. do that. And and uh, you know he should keep he be, he built up Hackett said he was his favorite coach and said Peyton should keep his coach's names out of his mouth. You know, I I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think that we've all made that pretty clear. No, nobody likes Aaron Rodgers. It's oh. so weird. But I have to give the guy his due. He did. He seems to really like these new teammates. He's sticking up for his his team, his coaches, and he took a thirty five million dollar pay cut voluntarily to restructure his contract. You know, they they could he well he could have sucked yeah. them with the Packers deal that he had. Yeah, I mean, but he also he also kind of fucked. The, I mean, I think the Packers fans are having you know a little agita over over him restructuring a contract and sticking up for coaches after the last you know five years or so, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's a little bit of a hypocrisy, but it, Sean yeah. Payton stepped in it for sure, and his apology sucked. Yeah, I'm mad at Sean Payton for making. So I I think I don't like Sean Payton saying that either, but. I want to take, let's take the alternative position here. Does the NFL need more of this? Yes. Need more shit talk between the coaches. I mean, mate, look, we, we get so pissed at the NBA players because they're all hugging each other and going out for, for Cabernet at the end of a game when they're in a different city with each other and trading cases of wine. I mean, maybe we need a little bit more trash talk. I mean, you know, do, do you think there was a lot of love lost between Joe Gibbs and Bill Parcells? Or, or even Tom Landry, and those were some of the classy guys back then, right? I mean, let's let's roll out. What was that? Uh, that that little shit you guys had in Philadelphia for a Buddy long Ryan. time, Buddy, Buddy Ryan. Ryan, that guy, he Buddy was a real Ryan. piece of trash. I mean, come on, maybe maybe we need a little bit more uh, a trash talk between. Yeah, coaches. but if you're if you're gonna be like that, you better not be Sean Payton. Have you seen that guy on? Fox when he was on Fox, he's like a little doughboy. Now every coach in the league could <laughs> kick his ass. It's oh, so part of Nathaniel Hackett. I'd 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 give him a little taste of that. McCarthy versus Peyton would be a battle of the doughboys. Yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> Look, my, Peyton is notoriously a dick, but he backs it up. I'm telling you. When's we'll the see. last time? When's the last time he did anything? Yeah, when when did they win the the Super Bowl? Okay, they won like the Super Bowl, but I mean, Katrina, yeah. right? No, okay, fine. I guess he had Drew Brees to help yeah, him. Along you, guys, Brees, you guys, you guys, well, they should have the Super Bowl the year of the one uh, year, and penalty. because and because everybody was no penalty. everybody was you know using their voodoo dolls in in uh, <laughs> New Orleans, they won the Super Bowl. Do you remember when uh, when uh, uh, Steve Spurrier was in D.C. and he said that he wasn't going to sleep on his cot in his office like uh, Jim Hazlett because look at how good Hazlett was doing in his career. <laughs> he kept calling him Hazlett even though the guy's name was Hazlett. He knew it. He talked. And Spurrier was the worst coach in the NFL and he was talking <laughs> shit about everybody. I don't know. Maybe we need a little more of that stuff. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, how about this other one? I mean, we exited stage left with dan snyder i think we've got someone who's taking the torch from him i don't know maybe you guys disagree but the german jim ursay guy's a dick yeah I mean, really it always yeah. has been yeah 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 he's terrible he seems Ast- more interested Astros. in being he seems more interested interested in being sort of the owner's spokesperson than in improving his own team yeah 
he's a dick too, but he's the only guy who came out and said Snyder might have to leave. Yeah, so he's yeah, the yeah, hero yeah, around yeah, here. So yeah. I'll sit this one out. Well, but I think house, I think this still opens up a larger uh, issue, which we've been wrestling with the last couple of weeks is the um, real time dropping of the value of running backs right in our right, right as we're watching. I mean, it's, this is what this is all about. Jonathan Taylor wants, wants to be paid more money than he's worth. And Ursay's like, fine, you might as well die then because I don't need you. Uh, I can go. But I can literally said, yeah, look, they, yeah. they traded up to draft him not very long ago. Not two very e- long ago. Two years ago, he was, he led the league. He was the league's best running back. I mean, what does he want? 16. He wants 16? Yeah. That's, that's, that's n- number one. I read a tweet that, that when Andrew Luck, unexpectedly retired he was owed something like 25 million or something like actually not owed there was 25 million left and in a you know goodwill gesture the Colts didn't have to pay it and they decided to pay it anyway so I think I think Taylor's agent knows this in the back of his head they they know that you're willing to pay a retired guy 25 million and you won't pay a guy a year removed from being the league leading rusher, 16 million. I, I feel compelled to say something here because with the number one pick in last year's fantasy football draft, I took Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'm shocked. shocked. <laughs> or maybe it was two years ago or something. Was it a superstition issue for you? And he was fucking awful. He was just fucking <laughs> he broke awful. broke his foot. <laughs> Yes, no, no, no. and that's the point here. Look, I think this is this is a tough spot. I mean, you've got you have a salary cap, right? In in the NFL, you have a cap. And so you have limited resources to to put out across your team. And you know, I, these guys just they're replaceable. I mean, they're replaceable. And in fact, they're not even even the good ones aren't carrying the ball first down, second down, third down, they're in their first down and second down, and then they're coming out for a pass-catching running back, in a, right, in a lot of situations. Not, yeah, but not Saquon and not well, that's, uh, that's, Josh that's, Jacobs. That's what I said last week about this, was, you know, you yeah. do have a, cat, a very special category, Christian McCaffrey being in there, Saquon, um, but for most of the guys in the league, you you may have, you know, $15 million to spend on running backs on your team for a year because but, you've got two yeah. or three guys coming in. Bison, speaking of superstitions and fantasy football, my advice to you is to go with the George Costanza, Costanza superstition and go with the opposite of your instinct. Hey, I was in the playoffs last year. <laughs> Wait, I, I want to come back to Jonathan Taylor for a second because <laughs> let, me, let me give you the other side. I was in the playoffs. God damn it. <laughs> Let there me give you, you the other side of the coin of him sucking for you on your fantasy team. The other side of the coin is the Colts just drafted a guy who, if they got it right, they're hoping to pay a hundred million or more one day in Anthony Richardson. I mean, they really think they got the guy in the quarterback they drafted out of Florida. And they're they're gushing even over what he's been doing in in training camp, preseason, all this stuff. What better investment? could you have to ease this rookie into the NFL than giving the ball 30 times to a reliable running back who will protect the health 
of your franchise quarterback down the road. It makes no sense. Right, right. And well, factor into the fact that their wide receiving core is mediocre. Well, I have a, wait, but I have a question, Toby. He's under contract, right? Yes. Yes. He just doesn't want to play for what his what he signed, what he agreed to. Correct. No, it's his rookie deal. Oh, is, is it his yeah, I mean, rookie yeah. deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they threatened to put a ten uh, the ten point one million dollar franchise tag on him, didn't they? For ne- that would be next year, though, right? Yeah, next, that's next year. But but um, the but- really ugly thing that happened in this Taylor saga, which really makes me think that Ursay is a jerk, is now he's playing hardball by claiming that the back injury. Cause, 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 uh, Jonathan Taylor showed up and he said he had some back soreness, which was a pre-existing thing. And Ursay wants to claim that it's a non-football injury, in which case he wouldn't have to be paid at all this year. So Ursay saying, you want to really play this game of pay me right. more? How about I pay you nothing? I'll put you and in that, a non-playing football. Yeah. The, yeah. the NFI, the non-football injury. That's ugly. That's, that's like but, really ugly. That's just making shit up. Did you see... what happened uh with zach moss he's hurt now he's out he's hurt so now they're really in a jam like what are you gonna do you've got no running back right now so how many of you guys Mm. think that there's actually something that's quasi if not fully collusive going on right now between the owners and definitely 100 percent, absolutely but what are you gonna do i I think this this ursay thing is almost like performance art by him He's he wouldn't be doing this otherwise. I, but I mean, I still don't back. understand. Jonathan Taylor does not belong in the same conversation as Christian McCaffrey. Correct. They're not even Correct. like close to being. In well, the same. two years ago, Jonathan Taylor was the best running yeah. back in the NFL. How many good years? Did he have? Two years ago. One. Did he have one, one good year? One. Yeah. One, one, one good year. I've seen no consistency. McCaffrey is like every time he gets on the field, every year he plays well. Like exceptionally well. Yeah, but he also well, has that's an injury why he's history. One he has a pretty guy. bad injury history, and that's what they used against Saquon. Josh Jacobs doesn't have an injury history. He's like 24, 25 years old, led the league in rushing, and is a good blocker and a good pass receiver. There's no reason that Raiders should be screwing with him. Yeah. I'm I mean, it's just a the sign. It's just, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to see it, whether it's Ursay and Taylor or other owners and their, you know, uh, running backs who want to get paid like running backs used to. It's, it's, yeah, that's what's happening right now. And they're going to have to deal with it. Well, they're not happy with Saquon. I guarantee you that. No, because he, 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 he's he settled for too now. low, right? He's he yeah, too low. Be his, agent, his agent's an idiot. Yeah. He, he, he gave up too much. He left too much on the table. I mean, they had, he, he had more than that on the table. He could have sat out for one week at training camp and got another million bucks, right? Probably added on. Yeah, he caved too soon. Yes. So, all right. Anything else on the NFL? Watch watch out for Zeke signing with the Pats this week. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I, I, thought, I thought Dalvin Cook wasn't going to leave New York this weekend. I thought he was going to sign with the Jets. Yeah, so he's still, he's still flirting with the Dolphins. Is he, God, that would be a sick team. So, shit. So, so Zeke and Dalvin Cook are both free agents right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Boy, that's pretty remarkable. Kareem Hunt, Len Fournette. There are a bunch of them out there. Yeah. Well, that, that tells you as much as you need to know, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
All right. And they're mm-hmm. not even the front line running backs. Yeah. All right. Cook is. Hook on the Dolphins so, would be sick. So, you know. How about the Bills? How about the Bills? Yeah. Dalvin, for Dalvin Cook, Cook on the Bills would be yeah. bad news for the AFC. And they have both Cook brothers. I'm sure the Eagles are probably sign them. <laughs> they seem to gobble up all the running backs. Um, look, speaking of those guys like Zeke, that's a player that that you got to love to fucking hate, right? And Definitely. House, I mean, t- tell us, I mean, there are some guys out there that you just hate. Well, we just, we spend every weekend just ripping on Max, you know, like we just cannot stand Max Verstappen. And I, it got me thinking like, what kind of, what kind of villain in sports, like a player you just love to hate, you just feed on. And of course, like if all of a sudden, I don't know if you were a, I don't know, Ferrari fan and Max were on your team, you would probably like him. So there's those kinds, you know, like I remember the, when, when the Phillies, we used to boo the shit out of Lenny Dykstra until we got Lenny Dykstra. And then we were pretty happy right. about it. Um, so, I mean, there's those kinds of players. But then there's just players you just, you know, we'll go through the list. I'm sure you might guess who one of my favorite players to hate is. Maybe Milk will guess it with some ease. But, I mean, who Rondé are Barber? What's that? Rondé Barber? You're very close. You, <laughs> not the right team, buddy. I have a couple. Really? Yeah. I, I have a couple. Yeah, let's hear yours. All right. This is just in no particular order, and I and I could come up with a lot more. But I hate that little fuck Altuve, right? Oh, yeah. No, very yes. easy yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, hate. Yeah. He's easy a cheater. He's arrogant. He's he's just a little prick. He stole a, an MVP award away. Hate Altuve. Um God bless this guy. His his life ended not in a way that that anybody should be happy about. And I'm certainly not. But Andre Dirty Waters from the Eagles was a real piece of oh. shit when he played. He was mm. terrible. Wow. Uh, I love to hate dead Kobe guys? Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, another dead guy. I love I'm, with Kobe. Kobe. I'm with you on that one. I hate Kobe. Hated Kobe. Kobe. Barry Bonds was a real prick because he was cheating all the way. And he yeah. acted like Barry. he was you know, so above the media and everything. Roger Clemens falls into that category. Another guy Clemens. I hated all along. Aaron Rodgers, we've covered. He's easy to hate. Jim Beheim was a real piece of garbage. You know, another guy who's who's just easy wow. to hate. And another oh, cheater. Really got Nate behind the... I've never seen you so excited also, before. Jim oh, come Calhoun on. Jim Calhoun. Was Jim Calhoun. Wow. Oh, come on. I don't know. That's I got a few more, but I, I don't want to take them all. Calm there, down so. there, man. Somebody cut him off. Somebody gave him a pill. Wow. Awful, awful. That's only the first page. Yeah. That's the most excited I've ever seen you in a second. Wow. You guys all agree with those, right? I I'm with you. You know the I don't I don't love to hate anyone, but I do hate people for you know behavioral issues like Kobe. I'm convinced he raped that woman. I can't I couldn't ever root for him after that. Same thing with Big Ben. I think Big Ben was a oh, yeah. ser- serial rapist and can't root for his him either. Um, do you have we we do operate as an LLC, right? I just yes. want to make sure. Yeah, I said that's just my opinion. I'm not saying it's a fact. That's just my opinion. It, and I'm probably the only one who's going to have somebody on their own team that I hate, and that's A Rod. I hate hate A Rod. Speaking of cheaters and 
and weirdos. I couldn't even root for the team when he was on it. I just hate that guy so much. Those are my big ones. And Jack Tatum, too, for that cheap shot that he threw at Daryl Stingley and paralyzed him. Wow. Well, I mean, I the pod uh, length on YouTube isn't long enough for me to list anybody that ever wore a blue star on their helmet. So I'm just going to skip <laughs> over all of those people. But besides those, I'm going to start at home. I, I'm going to start at home with Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a I good mean, look. in that comment. I cannot stand that guy. Uh, he's a faker. He's a silver-spooned waste of talent who sits on the sidelines and his little Gucci-wearing stuff. And then just, like, tend to your craft of playing basketball and stop whining and stop ruining your teammates' lives and breaking up teams. I can't stand Ben Simmons. But not far behind him is Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie is another just true cancer of a player who can't stick anywhere despite being surrounded with great players from LeBron James to Kevin Durant to Luka. I mean, this guy should have a stockpile of trophies, and we know what the common denominator is. But we can talk about Antonio Brown and and Aaron Rodgers, but no one, no one could ever take the gold medal podium away from Tom Brady himself. (laughs) Tom Brady (laughs) is such a piece of garbage. If you can steal, if you can steal game film from the other team so you can spy so you can win, let's cheat that way. Oh, wait a second. Is the football just a little too full with air? Let's deflate that little bad boy. That way we can steal another championship. This is unbelievable. Oh, wait, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is there a pandemic? That, that was against the Colts and they were they shit. beat him by like 45 points. That was not stealing a championship. Of course, with, with, Sorry, with light balls. The ball and deflated in Tampa? Well, well, oh, while hundreds of thousands, millions of people are dying. Me, poor little Tom Brady, needs to borrow a million dollars so I can go out and buy a yacht. PPP. Oh, fraud. Oh, 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 I'm coming back to New England for the first time. Don't worry. Everybody can wear can buy TB12 T-shirts that will go to TB12 Inc. This guy is a garbage, ego filled piece of shit and is number one on my hated sports player list. Oh, Wow. He's on, he's number one on my most loved. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's like complete opposite. Man so, crush. Hope, to, hope so. I, I know. I know that the parameters of this was you can't pick a team. No, you can't pick a team. Don't say Duke. But <laughs> I can't go through the whole roster every twenty years. The number of players on that team that I've always fucking hated over the years. I mean, it's just it's uncanny. I mean, let's start with Christian Leitner. Yeah. I mean. Too easy. He's of course, I hate Christian Lake. Oh, I, I always have. He was hateable. Oh, I love. He was at a Carolina fan. He was the most hated, probably of of all the Dukies. But then, not far from behind, though, comes JJ Redick. Hated that guy. So cocky, would kill us. Just couldn't stand him. Probably the the guy though. I just couldn't stomach was Bobby Hurley. That oh. little fuck. Whenever they would score a basket or get a run, he would go down, he'd slap the court, and all the dookies would jump up and down. 
I mean, that was just oh. that's got to particularly hurt too because he got he had back to back national championships, right? That's right, he did. So that's yeah, got to particularly yeah left a, a mark. Can you tell? Left to leave a mark on you. Yeah, yeah I get that. Uh, that's yeah. That sucks. yeah. How could you not name Grayson Allen yet? He didn't merit consideration. Oh, yeah, but he he's, a, good he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's just total. He's just total jerk. Yeah, I did hate him. I mean, I you know I'm like Bison. My list is too long. Uh, but then I, mean, I guess it's all basketball for me. I don't know. But God, I hated Bill Lambeer. Yes, I couldn't stand that oh, guy. I like Bill Lambeer during oh. the when the Bulls were making their run before they finally got over the top. The bad boys and Bill Lambeer. God, they were just a thorn in Jordan's side, and I just, oh, I could not stand Bill Lambert. He just crawl, my skin would crawl, and he'd walk on the court. And, you know, I felt the same way, and you guys are going to give me shit. Fine, I deserve it. But when it was the Lakers and the and the Celtics. Oh, boy. Obviously, Larry Bird was public enemy number one. I agree with Bird. That's because, because you're him. such a longtime Lakers fan. Well, yeah, because James Worthy went the there, I, obviously. James Worthy went there. Obviously, was a Lakers fan during that period oh, of time. Oh, God. So <laughs> I just so, hated Larry Bird. Who did you hate when for. you were a Warriors fan for a couple of years? <laughs> I was never a Warriors fan. This is my dad. <laughs> Milk, do you hate anybody? You're kind of more of a I've lover, a, aren't you? I've got, I've got a few names. I oh, think wait, everyone I forgot about up. Tim Tebow. Fuck Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Now oh, you've crossed the line. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to get you going. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm getting a little heated. How dare you say that name in vain? Uh, I think all of us should name a Houston Astro. Uh, not Altuve. I'm actually, I can't yes. fucking, I yes. hate Bregman. 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 Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, I, and it just can't, every time he came up to bat over the weekend, I, ooh, it was really bad. Um, I hate every starting quarterback for Florida state from 1986 through the present day. <laughs> There's plenty of them. That includes Jameis Winston. Um, quarterback. Fuck him. I, I loathe like with a passion and no one has said this name. I'm really shocked. Nick fucking Saban. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. Get him. He's not Get a player. He's yeah, no, player. I, I'm with you. What I don't about care who he what he is? He is the devil. And <laughs> I cannot wait for him to retire. Every year I say, is this the year? Is this the year that he's going to fucking retire? He he's not gonna let go Kirby away. Smart have the he's, last word. He's not going anywhere. He's got too much of an ego to fucking retire. All he does now lately is bitch and whine because he's becoming an old man. Oh, I can't stand him. Um, and last, this is kind of a minor one for you guys. I really actually rooster. You might agree with me on this. Do y'all remember Jonathan Papelbon? Oh yeah. 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 The Red Sox. Yeah. He was, he would like do that stare down before he pitched. Yeah. I literally, I low that guy for years. I can't stand him. Um, he's a band. I, since we can't name a team, I guess I can't name my last one, but it was the New York Yankees. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait. What was the uh what's the bloody sock guy? What was his name? Oh, Kurt Kurt Schilling. Schilling. He's Schilling. the worst. Schilling. Schilling. He's Schilling. the worst. He's the real fucking prick. Okay, you wait, I got to, round you two. You have to hate that guy in his retirement, even. I got a couple more here too. Michael Irvin. Oh, yes. come on, yeah. man. They said, oh, come on. No, they says on the person list. When they do that now? coke fuel rage thing at the stadium too, where he gets tries to get everyone fired up. You guys Red, love that. Come Red on, Barb. Come on. 
uh, Jimmy Johnson. Fuck him and and how about them Cowboys? You Trayvon say Brett Diggs, Favre? You yeah, say Favre, Favre, yeah, yeah Favre. Favre, Diggs. You know, uh, by the way, Favre's another guy stealing public money. Yeah, he uh, should be on the, everyone's list. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, who just everybody thinks is good, and he's like literally one of the worst corners in the NFL. And then Sidney Crosby, that guy, I can't oh, fucking stand oh, Sidney Crosby. What's wrong with Sidney Crosby? He's not. He's brain he's damaged. Not, Leave uh, him alone. Yeah, yeah. He's How about Rex Ryan? Ah, oh, another good one. Dabo Sweeney. We could go on and on. All right, so everybody out there, come on, let us know. Hit us up on on Facebook or or Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, X. or Threads. Let us know who you hate. Yeah, do some X. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it next week. But I do want to just add a uh, add something to the agenda here because it's kind of what got us started on on. Verstappen and and hating him for dominating and everything. I have a totally new appreciation for F1. I don't think you watch F1 to see who's going to win the race. And this is like the most un-American thing around because right now the entertainment of F1 is everything happening behind the the pole, the first place guy, Max Verstappen. And you know what? It's okay. I feel awful saying this, but I'm going to make a little exception for my uber competitiveness and say it's okay to find entertainment in the battle for seven. This is this is <laughs> can't believe I'm listening it's, to this. It's interesting. Seventh. You gotta you gotta have the right attitude. This is a, a very European mindset. You don't have to be the winner. This is why Europeans like soccer and all the draws they have so much, and Americans can't stomach it it's okay to see what's happening and that's what's exciting so i don't know i just thought meanwhile the rest of us are literally rooting for max to crash but not injure himself (laughs) that's what would make f1 great if he broke his arm for the rest of the season and we could just watch two through 20 play for the podium that would be great so max just just, crash i mean you guys can answer this i Max has got to be a much more superior driver than Checo. They have the same fucking car, and he just they don't goes have to buy him. Car. And thirty-two seconds later, I mean, he's got the. So, the they can't so have the same more, car. They can't have the same car. No, no Max, I, I just, think, Max just blows by him on a straightaway. That that has nothing to do with driving ability. So I think they, I think they do have the same car, but I think the car has been developed and is set up for Max. And it's not set up for uh, for Checo, just like I, I don't think that the Mercedes is set up for George Russell right now. And it's set up and been well, developed around Lewis because these guys have. I'm sorry, that's like styles. that's like taking a knife and cutting your teammates uh, Achilles and saying, all right, let's see how you can do competing. Well, that, but now. that's that's why there is a one and a two. And, and I'll tell you, there was a really interesting uh, discussion on the Ringer F1 show today just about this. They, they asked the exact question, and they said, "Do you really think that Max is a second better per lap than every other driver out there? I mean, if, if you put him in a Haas, what is he going to do? We always want to know that, right? And the other part of it that I thought was really interesting was they said that remember where Checo started off the season really well and then kind of dropped off a cliff. There's some talk that he he was trying to drive the car the way the way Verstappen does, because he realized that as long as the car is developed and set up for Max, he may have to alter his driving style. 
And that's one of the reasons that he had that, that terrible run of three or four races there. And now he's sort of gone back to just driving his race and understanding that he's not going to check. He's not going to catch Mac. That's what Dart's helmet said. He said, now that Checo realizes he can't compete for the championship, he could just drive the car like he yeah. does. And and that's exactly what he said. Yeah. I, I would recommend it. It's a really good discussion on that, on the Ringer F1 podcast. Uh, you know, they, 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 it's it's a really good chat about just that topic. Is Verstappen that much better than Checo? Or does he have some in, inherent advantage? So. All right, House. You got a punch to throw. Don't call it a comeback. All right. So this is recorded. I'm a little afraid that I'm going to say this, but I'm punching my own manager. I'm oh, doing it. I I am I, oh. I, I'm sorry, and I'm gonna say this a little bit quietly. And no, no, thank speak you, up. Thank speak you for up. getting us to the World Series last year, Rob Thompson. Get it out. That get it out. But can we punch every manager in the history of baseball managers who pulls a pitcher in the middle of a no-hitter? Now, Thompson's claim is that he had been battling a stomach bug. Okay, fine. He's got 73 pitches. 73, not 93. 73 pitches. He's got a no-hitter. Okay, if he's diarrhea in the sixth and he can't come out, fine. If he if he if he like gives up a home run, fine, then pull him. But can we at least see how he does in the sixth or maybe the seventh? I I, there are some decisions that are being made right now that are going to squander a possible great season. You cannot leadoff home runs are fun to watch. You cannot bat somebody who's 182 as your leadoff hitter who cannot steal a base. I love Schwarber. I love Schwarbombs. He cannot be your leadoff hitter. Your obvious leadoff hitter is either Bryson Stott or Trey Turner. He won't put either one of them in one spot. He's totally screwed Turner's head at this point. He put him down to seventh and moved him up to fifth. Who knows where he's supposed to be? He's batting something like 240. He's like 60 points below his lifetime average. This guy is squandering a very, very good opportunity season. And after he pulled a starting pitcher with a no-hitter, I have I have to at least do a milk slap, if not a, a soft a soft jab. That, that's my oh, keep keep going. This is no very, do a little more. I think I'm I exhilarated. Right I'm like overly stimulated. Think. Keep going, yeah. keep talking. Keep that, going. That, 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 I'll trade bad. you, I'll trade him for Aaron Boone right now. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, Aaron I, is it hot in here? Is it just me? <laughs> I mean, Trey Turner, 150 points below his career OPS. It's that's that's crazy. It's it's managerial malpractice. What's happening right now? So it does this this little rant doesn't have anything to do with you falling a half game out of the wild card, does it? I mean, we really the don't. Timing is just interesting. the way we're playing. We don't belong within four games of the wild card. That you cannot. Okay, the Pirates fine, but the they, the way they lost these two games, I mean, they look like the. Did you see? Did you see when we had second and third in the tenth inning? There was no, I didn't see a deep fly to right field. Well, a fly that was far enough into right field by Trey Turner, and Harper, the the the, the third base coach froze. He started running halfway down the line, and he was like, "Come back!" Well, by the time they threw him back, he got caught in a rundown. The guy was. 
tagging up from second to third. It was a double play with second and third and nobody out. I can't anymore. I can't talk about this. I can't. By the way, I will tell you this. Last week when I was checking out your lineup for the Orioles series, the first thing I said was, why the fuck is Schwarber leading off? Like, I was like, this is weird. Like well, that guy should not be a leadoff bat. Yeah, that's crazy. Only one person that's deciding that—it's the manager. No, oh, this is this is good. It's always always nice to have um, self-immolation on the podcast. So we're always, always happy to see that. It's really a good. That was yeah. awesome. That was nice great. one, Toby. Thank, thank that you, was thank the you best that. one that's you've ever done. Gonna be ever a good. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good week. It really is. All right. I, just, I might cry. I think, I think we got a couple lassos. <laughs> You sir, you go first. All right. I'm going to give a lasso to Trinity Rodman, whose dad is Dennis Rodman. Hmm. And he, he abandoned her and her family when she was a little girl. And to the point where she and her mom and maybe some of the siblings had to live in a car for a little while, while Dennis was gallivanting around with celebrities and doing all his stuff. And she pulled herself up by the bootstraps, uh, went to, went to college in Washington was the youngest player ever drafted into the, um, women's soccer league at age 18 and was the rookie of the year in 2001. And then last year they made her the highest paid player in the history of the league. And she's now uh, doing great things for the U S women's national team. Just, I just think she's a great story of overcoming adversity on her own with no help from Dennis and, um, you know, keep an eye on her. She's, she's going to be a fun player to watch. That's a good one. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do a lasso right there with you and stay with women's soccer. If you haven't heard this story last Monday, when Colombia beat South Korea in the women's world cup for their, their, their opener in the women's world cup, a young woman named Linda Caicedo. Definitely keep an eye and ear out for that name. She became the youngest player to score in this this year's World Cup at the age of 18. So, you know, what's the big deal with an 18-year-old scoring a goal in the World Cup? Well, at age 14, she, she debuted for Colombia, but at age 15, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer at age mm. 15. And they, oh. did a, they did a surgery to remove the tumor and six months of chemo. And there was a question whether she would ever play soccer again. Not only is she playing soccer again, but she's one of the very best in the world. Um, So much so that, you know, the very same clubs that we talk about on the men's side have have some of the great teams around the world, like Real Madrid. And she was recently signed to one of the biggest contracts in the transfer window by Real Madrid. But she scores this goal. Okay, this is a very heartwarming story. This girl on a big stage, comes back from ovarian cancer, scores at the age of 18. And then three days later in practice, getting ready for the huge game against the number two club in the world, Germany, she collapses in practice. And people are like, maybe this was too much for Caicedo. I don't know. And it turns out it, it was a lot of stress, a lot of mental stress, and she was fine. Well, Colombia takes the pitch against Germany and in the 57th minute, you have to see the goal that Caicedo scores against Germany. It's like mind-blowing. She dances around and does this bender into the goal. 
and they upset Germany. They upset Germany, win 2-1, and Colombia as a country is going nuts, nuts, nuts over this 18-year-old girl, and they've they they've advanced out of the group stage. And this is one of the better stories uh, that I, I hope they go far because her story and what she's done, the adversity she's hit and come back from is a really, really good sports story. Check out that goal. Our viewers, our listeners, look up on YouTube the Linda Caicedo goal against Germany. It's a great one. And she's it's a great story. All right. I got a lasso too. So see, some oh. weeks, some weeks we got a bunch of them out there. Let's so go. this is I, I gotta give a lasso to The Rock and Pemba Grimbo. And I have no idea if I said that right, but Pemba is an MMA fighter uh, who had his first UFC win this week. And he he tweeted out or, or shared a picture that he had $7.49 left in his bank account before the fight. He was only able to eat because the meals that were provided to him leading up to the fight. And he won his first, his first fight. And... The reason The Rock is in this is because The Rock was a guy who also came up and, and really had nothing. And he he saw this and he said, man, he congratulated him on on uh, Twitter or whatever we're doing now. And and, you know, said, I hey, I was there with you. I understand. Congratulations. You know, I'm going to come. I got your back. I'm going to come see. I'll be in touch. And sure enough, The Rock showed up. And surprised him at a at an interview to just congratulate him and wish him well. There's some rumors I haven't been able to, to confirm this that The Rock gifted him a fully furnished house in Miami. But just the fact that that The Rock, you know, saw this story, took the time to track the guy down, show up at his training facility, and surprise him uh, was is pretty cool. Very. Uh, so another guy who picked himself up and. And uh, here's to a long, successful career uh, for Temba Gorimbo. And nice job, The Rock. Good one. Love it. Good one. Good All one, right. Guys. Any other lassos? Buzzer beaters. <laughs> Who's got something? This kind of plays on uh, the soccer theme we had going for lasso, but big game tonight, 2 a.m. Eastern time. Set your uh, clock. Women's, men, uh, women's soccer team must win to advance to the knockout round. If they draw, then their fate is not in their own hands. If they lose, they're out. Play against Portugal. Uh, the women's team has never not made the not been has never been knocked out before the semis in the World Cup. So big game tonight for the women. Go USA. Oh USA. So if they if they lose USA. they're out. Yeah. That would be wow. shocking. So they've what are they one one and tied? So their their overall record against Portugal, I I saw they've they've uh, scored thirty nine goals and Portugal's never scored on them. So you would think that the odds are are in their favor, but it's just one game and you never know what happens. Yep. Yeah, we, we we won one and we tied one. We 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 beat Vietnam and we tied against Netherlands in a gr- in a great comeback tie. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, they they got to win. They got to win tonight. Well, since we've uh, turned this show into uh, a bitch session about our favorite baseball teams, I'm going to renew my push to get Aaron Boone fired. Um, (laughs) We need to fire Aaron Boone. Just in the last weekend, he has his ace on the mound, 
Garrett Coles goes seven innings of, of shutout baseball and he pulls him. Whoever pitched in the eighth did a good job. Still a shutout. Then he then he's he's managing the team as if we're already in the playoffs. He decides he'll give Tommy Cannell the closing job in this game, which is really disrespectful to your ace, I think. And we need to win every game. Tommy Cannell's just off the injured list. He's not a closer. He's a setup guy. We have Clay Holmes, who's our closer. And what does he do? Gives up a home run, loses loses the game in the ninth inning. So then we fast forward to yesterday, and he's got Luis Severino on the mound, who washed up two years ago. <laughs> and Brian Cashman should have figured that out two years ago. And what, how many runs did he give up in the first inning, House? Nine? Six, six seven, before and out. Seven in the first inning, six before and out. And he leaves him in this whole for that whole thing. And Severino gets out of the game and says to the press, I feel like I'm the worst pitcher in the major leagues right now. And I think he may be right. And we need to pull him out of the lineup. But Aaron won't do that because he just doesn't ever really pull any strings. He just sits back and bitches at umpires all game and doesn't, doesn't great. employ any strategy. So that he needs to go. Get him out of there, and then Brian Cashman should follow him out just, the door. Just for the record, I'm I'm really happy with my team. I mean, we're not doing well this year, but I'm I'm happy with them. I'm not bitching about my team. Who else has a buzzer beater? I'm no, not Mark, bitching about either of my teams. Mark yeah, Kanye, or any of my uh, teams. <laughs> Mark Mark Kanye for the Mets did not go to the Phillies. He's just been traded to the Brewers for pitching prospect Justin Jarvis. So the the Brew Crew are making a move. My buzzer beater is I am going to be kind to all of you guys, even I guess. Yeah, I guess the Cowboys, but I'm 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 wishing health among all your NFL teams, all of our fans, NFL teams. What I don't want to see happen in this NFL season is it get ruined by training camp injury. We've seen Burrow with a calf injury, Patrick Ramsey with a bad injury, Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Broncos with a bad injury. Uh I, I really hate when this part of the NFL season happens. I mean, that would that would really stink. Pat- if- Patrick Ramsey? Jalen, right? Jalen Ramsey. Wow, Jaylen there's, a, the year. I, there's no, no. a green wave. Uh, a green wave quarterback on my yeah. yeah, Jalen Ramsey. So I, I, I really hope that we don't see any more injuries in this NFL training camp. But Max, that's, oh, a, that's... Different story. Max, that's too late. Really? a different story. Broken yeah. arm. Just a broken wrist. And I've we got a, lost our I've got a non-update update to a, a story that I was following uh, on Jordan Addison and his 140 mile an hour speeding ticket where he said he was his dog emergency and i promised i would look into it and get back with you there's not one fucking detail i can find anywhere on anything that happened beyond getting the ticket so i'm thinking something is a little suspicious but i will report back when i get more information your update's going to be he doesn't have a dog I can't find any details about what kind of dog he has, anything like that. I can't believe it. That's milk. Are you are you beating your buzzer? Uh, I think we have to say, uh, Demar Hamlin first padded practice today. Nice since his cardiac arrest. Let's let's hope he Uh, doesn't get cut. That would be horrible if he gets cut. Yeah. Yeah. Rooting for him. Is that on the table? Yeah, it's pretty competitive. Always position for the bills this year yeah formula, formula one summer break we've got no races until august 27th so we, we got a little summer recess 
Uh, let's see what happens over the summer break. And when we get back, already had uh, the big drama at Alpine. There'll probably be something else that happens. So keep an eye on that. Anything else, guys? All right. Okay, guys. Have a good week. The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.